Hello. Welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv slash rolltogetherrpg slash schedule. Please do leave a review, and we look forward to adventuring together. Welcome to uh, Roll Together After Dark, DM edition, where we will be debating various topics of uh, DM discretion on this uh, BBC Radio 4 style programme. Uh, how's everyone doing this evening? Thank you for thank you for having us. Very good, thank you. Yes, I can't help but notice, but one of my co-stars has been possessed by some form of angelic force, and is. Oh, sorry. I'll just turn that off. That's. <laughs> I, I, I forget. I forget that 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 my true form is is damaging to to mortal beings as yourself. I've been gone for a yeah. while. So. so your true form f- sort of flows out of you when you're what casual that's a yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that yeah i'm always tense because as soon as i relax i might i might suddenly unleash my angelic form which is like you know um just lots of eyes burning it's a very different movie it's my secret steve i'm always tense <laughs> i'm always the herald of the lord oh the apotheosis is upon us like, oh. right let's let's try and actually do something proper come on let's oh. talk together we're talking about dnd I'm good. Mm. I'm not even hosting. It's a round table. It's yeah. why it's so w- well organised. Um, yeah. We're chatting to some of the other DMs on the channel today. It's uh, me, Tom, Niall, and Sean. Hello. Also, you, you people, you know, you, you, if you if you're watching this and don't know who we are, then please go watch some of the stuff we've DM'd. Otherwise, a lot of this will go right over your head. Um, yeah. So we're all DMs on uh, Rule Together RPG, and the best indie podcast. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. or, or, or Twitch stream, whichever you're watching yeah, it. That's, that's, I mean, there are some very good ones out there. I wouldn't want to be so presumptuous. But we're the best. <laughs> if you wish to say so now, that is your prerogative, but I, I will remain staunchly British despite not actually being English. Um, we believe in what we do. We are the best. Also very mm. good, yes. Well done, us. That's, yeah, there's no point in modesty, I agree with this, this is why we're doing this, just to go, well done, us! Yeah. Literal clap on the back yeah. this whole hour. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Turn off now. Like, that's, <laughs> that's going to be uh, awful. <laughs> I, I didn't get enough love from my father, so... You're very good, Niall. You've done a very good job. Yes, you have Are purpose you... and meaning. Um, good, anyway... Um, you can find Rotten RPG on all social medias and on Twitch, uh, YouTube, and most podcasting apps. Uh, it's Rotten RPG in all those places you can search and find. Uh, there are links in chat as well at various points as well. Uh, socials, it's all Rotten RPG, including on the TikToks, the ticking and the talking. Tomo, how goes the TikToks? Uh, good. We're getting follows. Uh, I love it when I get things like user 76544421 enjoyed this. I was like, thanks. <laughs> you bot, you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, you Russian bat. Okay, good. That's a start. <laughs> and then it turns out to actually be people. I'm like, why did you choose that name? Did you just go, couldn't think of a name? No, no, um, it's, 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 surely it's automated. Surely that's the automatic name it gives you probably. if you don't a name. I mean, right? You no hope. one chose user one three two one one. No, no one sat there and went. I'll put in ten numbers. That is Unless my like, number. Up. Yes. <laughs> so I'm very glad to. Have you, you like the video, Sean. <laughs> you can change your name. <laughs> You're like, uh, 
<laughs> I know what I've got and I'm happy with it. Anyway, we're here to talk yeah. about D&D. We're here to talk about us DMing on the channel. Specific why? There'll be another um, Oops All DMs uh, talk together chat next weekend, next Friday. Friday's the weekend. Yeah. Um, and that'll have other DMs from the channel chatting about other things as well. We've been given some questions. I guess we should probably do them. Let me start with the first one. Next Part week is five. the on-topic one. Yeah. Next week's the on-topic one. Okay, next week's the on-topic one. This one is um, Beardy Weirdies. Yeah. Uh, cool. Beardy Beardy weirdies. Beardy weirdies. Um, I'm going to open with... This is a question to everyone, including myself. <gasps> Any moments in your campaigns you were particularly proud of or enjoyed the players discovering? Who wants to go first? Mm. Wow. Mm. Dead air is really, really good I, for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, uh, well, I really enjoyed... Oh, I suppose that's a good point. You can be one of yours, or it can be one of each other's if you had a particular... Oh. Like, I really loved when you did that thing. That's yeah. also very nice. I think we should do that. But say your own if you want. We won't hold it against you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mal doesn't watch anyone else's. <laughs> I feel... No, it's true. <laughs> I feel like I've been called out, and I don't like it. <laughs> I, I watch the first half of people's and then I go and eat my dinner and then I mean to catch up and I don't. Um, it's three hours of content and yeah. also, I mean, this is probably a good thing to say to everyone who's watching this, if, if people who are, who are the fans and who enjoy the shows, hello, thank you for watching as always. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and big thanks to D20 Club, just said at the top. Absolutely. You're marvellous, you're amazing. Without you, none of this happens. Um, the rambling show. Well, it's seven, it's seven hours of content a week that we generate, which is great. Yeah. But it also, that's seven hours of time a week that we're asking fans if they want to watch everything, which I wouldn't recommend, to commit. Or if you count back up, I mean, it's been seven hours of content for a long time. So let's have a quick maths thing. What's seven times 52? Oh. Mm -hmm. 364. There's 364 yeah. hours of content we've generated this year. And that's not including extra stuff, overrunning, bits where we've done extra bits and bobs. That's a huge time commitment. It's more than critical role. What we're saying is that there's no, something like for that. everyone. I like come out, come out as Mercer. <laughs> no, no, don't call out. No. Oh God, don't, no. don't come out as Mercer. We love you. Very nice man. Please. I was going to say yeah. that would come with us. Like, oh, that's sweet. That's nice. Good, good for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I too can do weather patterns. Like, <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, okay. Go on. Favorite moments or favorite moments from other people's campaigns? Shall I, I love, I love the beginnings. Um, <laughs> I, I love I love watching the players um like start off doing what they're doing. Like I've done it I've done it a few times when DMing. I like to try to try to give the players a chance to really set the story themselves and really set their characters up themselves. And what I, I like to do is say like, okay, so this is where you are, what, what are you doing right now? And you know, from having um, characters all sharing their own house um, to, to being in like a casino, um, a you know, previously just lost a job or something. Do you know what I mean? I, I just thought that was, I was so much to fun. to say, the Slayer's, the Slayer's take, that whole casino setup that you had at the beginning yeah, of yeah. Into the Wastelands, a, what a great way to get all the characters together. You're all tasked on the same weird casino-style job. And B, 
just as a like as as a as a tone setter for a campaign, you're in a casino on the edge of nowhere that's betting on adventurers going and defeating things. It's a really lovely like. I understand what I'm watching. Yeah, thanks. It was it was good fun. I yeah that that campaign in particular really bounced about as well. Yeah, we had a lot of cars moving around in that one. That is true. That is very also, true. also just different places. We all went to we like literally went from a casino on the edge of nowhere to a cave in the edge of nowhere to a desert to a you know a demiplane. It was fantastic. No, you you did what you needed to do, which is you set a campaign in a desert and you put purple yeah. worms in, and we all know that's what you need to do. So it's, it's oh, good. Yeah. Love me a purple worm. Classic's a classic. Yeah. Go on. Who else? I enjoyed in Crash and Burn, where by a roll of the dice, it's like, you've ended up in limbo, which oh, just leads, yeah. into, leads into my thing of just going, I love the chaos. This is happening. There's a clown. I don't have to explain any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From a player's perspective, that was nightmarish. Yeah. <laughs> where are you? A plane of pure chaos. Cool, looking over there. No, the floor's made of bananas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but also with that, where I was like, oh, I feel really cruel because they're probably not going to get back. And then everyone was just like, no, we will put, I will give you inspiration. I will give you everything. And you got like one, you know, just I think I said it like 25 and then it was 26. I was like, I guess everyone gets to go home and live happily. The two minotaurs get to be together. Fine. Again, you don't want to be the DM. He's like, oh, you foiled me. But I'm like, fine. There's a happy, <laughs> there's a happy ending for this. And maybe some of the gate crashes are OK. You're like, you're like, you've definitely I'm happy that you've made it up, but you've also ruined my fun. <laughs> do you okay we're going to get back to the, the big yeah. question but how do we feel about killing players because that's always an interesting question like do you want to do you see it as a necessary evil I can yeah. say I don't want to mm-hmm. um, I, D&D is for me it's all about power fantasies and yeah. you don't want people to feel powerless you, like except as a kind of precursor to the big rise back up again mm. so you, you you know you want it to be a challenge so that they get that kind of yeah. this is a mountain i have scaled feeling but sometimes you overdo it um so is every player death therefore a point where you've ever done it i mean i've only actually killed players in a home game um that was um definitely me overdoing it um it was um, Dragon of Ice by a Peak, so just running it by the book. Cool, baby, slow level campaign. Um, yeah, I, th- I forget. It's the wearouts, the wearouts, and that started terribly. So they actually did all right with the wearouts. They took took it um, bit by bit. They um, managed to um, uh, yeah cl- clear clear it out, kind of section by section, rather than getting mobbed. Yeah. Um, but one of them did get bit, and yeah. did succumb to wearout lycanthropy. There is no cure written into the module. So I had this situation where my player was a were-rat. I gave them the opportunity to to not be a were-rat, and um, they opted to stay because they were like, actually, this is quite cool. Um, so then I was like, right. But at level, I think, three by this point, I have nothing that can hurt you, <laughs> except for this guy that's too big. Let's see what happens. And um, not only did he kill the were-rat, he killed another of them. So I killed two of them at the same time. In fairness, partially um, not my fault because one of them was an Azamar um, who uh, 
to escape this person, they leapt off of a tower, and the person playing the Alzavar forgot that he could fly. Um, happens. Level three, you know, very new campaign, very new players. Um, they oh, le- they left off a building, and the full damage, well, not what killed them. I mean, it didn't help. No, it was the person. It, it, it was it was them falling, and then the big bad falling on top of them, and then the wear out falling on top of the big rat and crushing them even further into the ground. Surely, the um, comedy of that moment cannot be overstated. I mean, it was it was the lightning bolt, really. Okay. <laughs> Which hit a rare rat, then the bad guy. <laughs> Must take ground. Yeah. There's yeah. there is a terrible feeling you get when you kill a player. I have to say, like, mm. I, I, I never set out to do so. Mm. Um, I never set out to kill a player. However, I will play monsters to the best of my ability. So when I'm, uh, I'll, I'll balance an encounter, and I'll be like, okay, this is a balanced encounter. I'll look at everything and be like, this, this makes me a bit queasy. It, you know, the thought of like, all right, this has just got a breath weapon that's just gonna nuke someone. Do you know what I mean? And like, and like, you just gotta, you gotta trust that everything's okay, and you just run with it. And I, I, I certainly try to kill people when I'm playing a monster, but only if that monster would do that. Um, I've, I've yet to pick something that's powerful enough and can do it. So I, when we played, when we played Eternal um, Army into the Wastelands, um, there was a very particular f- hard fight for all the players um, against one of the yeah, Crydon, and in in all honesty, um, I put M's character down maybe three four times, and. <laughs> And if I wanted to, I could have outright killed M whilst they were on the floor doing death saving throws. I could have just multi-attacked, finished finished them off. However, when I was thinking about it, what happened was there was a healer. So what I need to do is take out the healer. And it just changed it changed the the monsters battle plans and battle tactics that was not an easy fight for them i took i took three of them onto death saving throws took your whole and that's three hours it took your whole a whole episode to do the fight for us yeah yeah it, it was and it was a good fight it was really mm. good fun and it felt dramatic and thematic but that wouldn't have happened if i was pulling punches i think no. i think it's one of those things that you pick a monster and you do try your best to kill someone when you're playing that monster mm. but like sean said D and and the power fantasy aspect, I think, is ingrained into D&D. D&D is a game that is meant for the players to win. It's very hard for a DM to win, and you shouldn't try to win. The mm-hmm. win is getting them getting them happy at the end. Have they I'm enjoyed the saying, session? Do you want Good to win? win? Because that's a pointless question. The answer is no. No, no. But, but that's what I mean in a fight. Kill, do you want to kill yeah. players? Do you want but, to? Yeah. That's what I mean. I think I think there's that kind of like, you're only killing them because you want to win at this game, yeah. whereas actually it should be for story purposes, and I think player death. I've killed. I've killed a couple of players. I've been a player and killed a player. <laughs> and I yeah. think it's it's one of those things where you're like, actually, did it serve the story? Yes. Then I'm happy. And I think I think there's some there's something beautiful about um, having those moments of real loss. One of us is dead, and and they're dead, dead. And we're too low level to bring them back, or we're too insignificant, or this is just not going to happen. We're not going to be able to bring them back. And I think that personally can really bring out a campaign's like gong for all time. Mm. Yeah. You'll be talking about that campaign where somebody died because of X, Y, and Z. The monster we fought was just too strong. I do, I do love, I do love teasing players. 
and I will do it. And I and I and I have yet to kill a player by doing it, but I like to put really strong monsters in front of players mm-hmm. or like strong characters and say, just so you know, this mm-hmm. person can kill you. Oh, just flag. so red, you know, it's a red flag to a bull. Mm. And, and then they're, yeah, they're like, they're, sometimes they're like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll listen. Or other times they're like, no, we're going to fight it. <laughs> and I slap them around a bit. It's like, oh, yeah, consequences. And I really believe in consequences at DM. If you've got no consequences, then you've got no stakes, and the players will just just run rampant without any fun really being had. Because yeah. as much as we don't like to admit it, negative things in life is what keeps it interesting. If everything was happy-go-lucky all the time, we'd actually be terribly bored. When you think about like the stuff that we watch, we watch a lot of stuff where crazy things happen and, and bad yeah. things happen, yeah. and it's entertainment. And, and I think our own lives don't really... I guess we don't treat our own lives with that same reflection of the bad things in life aren't the end of the world. They're actually a form of entertainment that should be appreciated as such, because without them, you wouldn't have a, a fulfilling life. You would just do everything and be fucking bored. <laughs> okay. So there's, there's two arguments. One is it's a heroic power fantasy, so no. And one of death makes us stronger. Um... <laughs> oh, my eyes lit up then as well. How do you feel about it, Tom? Uh, again, like having talked to people where they were like, oh, well, I only want my character to die if there's a good reason for it. And you're like, in life, there isn't. People oh, hit their heads and die. So, yes, no, I just like to push people downstairs. <laughs> no, uh, no, but wow. again, I, I think... Was, I think is this a surprise ending to the, to your uh, your one-shot recently? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kill all the old people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just created a black hole and everyone got sucked into it and, it was like, and the entire town is destroyed there you go You're like well that the doesn't end. make any sense <laughs> this town is a, I've also taken it off the board for any other DMs because I'm that <laughs> no more um, pig folk no more pig folk They've, they, the curse is back on and they just yeah um, again I think I think there is that sort of thing about going yeah I don't think it's I mean to be completely honest because then people get so upset and you're just like well this isn't like this isn't fun, you know. Um, I remember playing a game which was like a I was as a player in it during lockdown, which was like, oh, you're robbing this tower and you're all thieves. And then my I went I got taken down, and then my friend was like, cool, I just cast magic missile at you four times and you're dead. And I was like, and he's like, well, that's what I want. That's why I should. I was like. I'm, I went, I'm playing this because I'm sad in lockdown. And now I've got nothing to... Oh, well, that's what I would have done. And I went, ooh, 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 don't say that. Yeah. Yes, my character would do the oh. clarion cry of the neck. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> again, I think... It fe- that, but that feels wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> that's bullshit. Yeah. And, and also where you go, there's nothing I can do. You know, sort of like... Um, there is. I, don't do it. Don't be a prick. I, <laughs> Easy I option, it. really. Yeah. I like, <laughs> if I'm DMing it, uh-huh. to have that thing of like, okay, you're dead, and then say your god turns up, or or a demon who's like, hello. Exactly. How, how badly yeah. do you want this? You Absolutely. know, you're like, I'll make a deal. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. That's what um, my character would do. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the first thing that turns up, you're like, yes, I'll take it. And you're like, um, okay, uh, I'm just, I'm just walking through your mind at the moment, but okay, you can make a deal with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that is, it's just, 
And I think it's also the difficulty with, again, because we're doing this online, we've got like a time thing where you're like, we don't have time for us to be sad for two hours. <laughs> it was like, yes, you fell in a trap and you're dead. Well, I didn't want that. <laughs> like in the one shot I had with you where I was like, well, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> you're like, mm. G- good, good. Okay, noted, but not going to change. <laughs> you know, you've made a stupid choice. You jumped off the tower not knowing that you, someone's going to fly. I think, yeah. Is there, it's okay. From my perspective, death is important as part of stakes. No, not absolutely hitting on the head for me there. Um, I think it's a question of tone. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if my Christmas one shot has run yet, but um, it's horror themed. They all get one death save. Like, the game is stacked ludicrously heavily in the player's favour. Um, and, and a non D&D analogy. I'll do a non D&D analogy. What? What is this? I know. Um, Pokemon. <laughs> When your Pokemon, Pokemon, when your Pokemon love you enough, and this is toxic as shit, but let's just go with it, mm. um, they will hold out at one hit point when they would usually die because they love you so much, and the game literally tells you that. If you stroke them lots and give them lots of nice things, they will not die, which is already a shit message. But the game literally builds into the game mechanics and structure. If you play the game, you are more likely to win because your Pokemon won't die. It's literally built into the game structure, and it's it's reasonable that that is the case. The game is stacked, and it's stacked in the player's favour, so you've got to push super hard to get that level of threat across, because I don't, I mean, we've all played in games or DM'd games where players get blasé about death and blasé about going unconscious, because it doesn't matter the healer's going next, I'll be fine. There's nothing more terrifying than when a creature multi-attack downs you in the first hit and then stomps on your head with the second. One death save? Suddenly it's terrifying. Moments like that are really good for pushing the game in that direction and for pushing that sense of, as you say, threat. Depending on the tone of the game, like, if we take that as a really good litmus test, I cut them down and then I stomp on their head. If the game is cut them down and stomp on their head tonally, great, do it. If it's not, don't, because they don't want that. You're there to facilitate their enjoyment. <laughs> I mean, this is one of my big DM bugbears, as you all know, we've all spoken about this. I'm, I'm not there to have fun, I'm there so they have fun. If I have fun too in the process, great. I get to have job satisfaction. But I'm here to make all these five, six, ten people feel like they are heroes, they are saving the day, they are having heroic power fantasies, they are macking on dragons at high level, like, whatever, do, do your thing. But... It's not my job to make them feel sad, it's my job to make them feel challenged and they therefore succeed. They win against yeah. unbeatable odds. They win against, they, they fight a god and succeed. They, and Tom's right. It's lovely to then go, oh, there's there's a demon prince in the corner going, level of warlock, like that's great. Like you can do whatever you want in that case. And that's always good fun too. Nothing has to be finite because also this is all make-believe. None of it really happened. Yeah. And if a player's there going, I don't want my character to die. I don't want my character to die. I I, I fucked up. I'm real sorry. The tone's all wrong. I don't like this. It's so in your power to go, cool, folks, table, that didn't happen. Great. Let's go back to that point. How can we make sure it doesn't happen? Another thing, it's a teachable moment. This is how your character works. It's a really great way of going through characters, people, without going, let me show you how a fighter attacks three times in a turn. Whereas if you say, if you do that attack now, or if you do the reaction attack then, because there's so many janky, tiny rules of D&D that we all forget about, because there's so yeah. many of them that we all ignore. And being able as a DM to go, this is a teachable moment, this is a great opportunity for you to learn how the rules can be utilized in your favor. I hope Ali's one shot's out by now so you can see how you can absolutely bastardize a monk to be ridiculous. Not still beat me, but still. Um, 
That's throwing all the rules at it, though. You can do all of that. That's the point. I think death's really important. I think my favourite moments... I mean, we said, what's your favourite moment DMing? Mine are almost all deaths. <laughs> Mine are... Uh, Niall, you dying the first time in um, Sea of Swords, which to be fair, <laughs> the first time, <laughs> which to be fair, is two years ago. So it's not this year. Falling outside of our remit, um, Ed dying as Fiorica in Baldur's Gate. God, that takes us way back. Mm. That's a long time ago. And Steve offering at that point to paint him back into existence. Like, there's some wonderful role play and storytelling that's come out of people who I admire and love playing with when reacting to something that is awful and, you know, dealing with something that is heartfelt and difficult and traumatic because that really pushes them. But if they don't want to be put there, it's a great opportunity to go, we don't, none of us have to be here. It's all make-believe. None of that really happened. Okay. And in the same vein, it's an opportunity to go, let's let it happen and see where the cards fall. Death isn't death in D&D anyway. You've got three death saves, so you're not dead yet, you're just unconscious. Or if you are dead, 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 there's a cleric in the next town over. How will this affect your character's life? Do you want to roleplay that? Yeah. You're the DM, aren't you? It's you get to pick how this story really ends if if you want to change those things. And like, I think you said it well, this game is for other people. I think as a DM, it's one of the best jobs because you're just, you're just doing it for other people. <laughs> and, and like, there's very few jobs that are out there like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, I really like DMing because you get to scratch your own creative itch yeah. whilst also just having having the, the joy of seeing everybody else enjoy. We've all had this, I think, because we've talked about it, is making that NPC and going, this is a cool character. I love this NPC. I've put too much detail in. This character is too detailed and will still focus. Wind all that back. Make a player character. Wind all that back. Because <laughs> what use is it? All you're doing is making a character that is unplayable against because it's too much character. The, the accent's too big. The eye patch is too big. Like There's too, it's too much stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, patch is getting bigger and bigger. You're like, wind it back, wind it back. Yes, I mean, that is a great... To, enough character to be engaging and the players want to find out more about them, but not so much that they draw focus. That's NPC. Yeah, that, that, is, that is a great... Like, I can't... I, I think I've talked to a, a few other DM friends of mine as well back home, and they're like, they're like, oh yeah, like all my NPCs are player characters I'll never play. <laughs> <laughs> just littered around the world you'd be like oh that sky captain of that sky ship was pretty cool and they'll be like yep yep whenever I've made an NPC that I've thought this could be a player character they've always drawn too much focus yeah in a home game that Sean is in I made a captain of a ship this made me think of it who had this detailed complicated backstory that players kept going like let's find out more about the captain's backstory and I kept going guys it's not the plot right now, guys. <laughs> Ignore the captain who I've made as bland as possible to try and stop you from talking to them because I gave them too much backstory and nope, every time. Captain, tell us more about your wife who's got a gambling problem. Like, oh. <laughs> I think that's great. I, yeah. I love I love a good... My, my goal whenever I sit down to DM as much as possible is to try and create a world that feels lived in and I feel like I've gotten better at that throughout the year. Um certainly from talking to other dms as well and um and i just i just love a world that feels lived in and i love a world that feels like like every character you speak to does have like something to go home to like they don't just like as soon as you leave they don't just go boop 
boop, boop, wait, you know, like loading. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Waiting for important person to go around. It's like, I really, but these are for bigger games. I think what we do is very, very different because we have six parts and four parts and 12 parts and then one shots where everything just needs to, you need to really just do the story, please, Two guys. encounters max, like, come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Whereas a home game, you can really have those moments where somebody is like, you know, the, the player characters have favorite NPCs. They're like, that's my favorite NPC. Oh, well, I really like Bogdan. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Bogdan, the... Um, Bring back Bogdan. <laughs> sells beers on the side of pub. <laughs> Bogdan. See, perfect. Tell us about your wife, Bogdan. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell us I'm about single. your dog that we're His missing. His existence selling beers down the side of pub. <laughs> Actually, we need to find Bogdan right a date. <laughs> Sean, we didn't get to your favorite moment. Oh, that's because I was still thinking of it. Um, I, I think my, oh, thing is I've I've DM'd quite a bit this year, so I've I've got I've, I've almost made too much to to be able to pick. Um, I in um, a fell tide rising. Um, to to be fair, this please say please say the thing I hope you're about to say. Please say the thing I hope you're about to say. Ooh. Oh, now there's a lot of pressure. Now, I've, now I've got to guess what your favourite moment is. No, no, no. There's a what's right answer favorite? here, Sean. What's your favourite moment? Um. So my. Um. My favourite moment was probably um, and it's not even something I put in. It was something that one of the one of the players came in came to me with, that um, we kind of realised happened. Um, so when Ali's character got taken down again it's almost killing players um ali was taken out because he tried to run through a field of crabs um yes i remember and went to zero hit hp the thing is his character had been using the warlock invocation um to to have disguise self running permanently yeah. and as soon as you know they went down suddenly was revealed to the party that this person was not in fact a triton but a leonin yeah. and one of yeah. one of ali's um oryxes yeah. um so that that was that was a good one from that i'm guessing that's not the moment you were talking about it's a good moment but also that's one of the moments that's lost to the sounds of time so i think that bit didn't record or the edit the sound the sound went duff because of someone's uh -huh. things we had to do a, we had to do an insert at that point i believe that's right the kobold i think came in Cobbles did something. Cobbles did yeah. some editing malarkey and tried to fix it and couldn't fix it fully, I believe, was, was the, the thing. It's Cobalt's. The thing I was going to pick up on mm. was your priest with the um, conspiracy theory that every time something happens in Faerun, a group of five always go and deal with it. And it's the rule of five. Everything's fives. Fives all the way down. Fives. It was great. <laughs> that, that, is, that, is, that was, to be honest, a, a very close one. And that... The, I mean, you know, maybe we'll see more of Tetch, who knows? Are we going to um, see more of Tetch, Sean? Is this you hinting at this season? Maybe we might see more of Tetch. <laughs> <gasps> Tetch has got a movable board. <laughs> Tetch has gone on the road. <laughs> we'll watch yeah, it's, the room. It's, 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 <laughs> well, it's called a notepad. Um, um, or, I, to be honest, I just, I, I actually really enjoyed Kithis, because because it was this great character, like like um, Nai was saying, like this world that felt lived in. So I literally was just like, right, this town has basically no law. 
law, 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 and you know, looked at what what there was, and you know, came up with you know the two priests who were war, at war with each other, and tried to make sure that right, you go to talk to this priest, and then you go to talk to this one, and then you can find out about the stuff that's simmering underneath. Um, and I didn't quite expect them to turn one of them into a wear shark, but um, you know, you, you never do. <laughs> You never um, do. You never do. Oh my gosh! I just, I think, I yeah, I think that's one of the best. I've been rewatching Breaking Bad, um, and what the thing that I love about that show is that every character is they have their own episode at some point. Every character has their own episode, and I think, I think if you do that in your head, it makes it makes for f- like great, great. Improvisation when you're when you're improving, because what's the likelihood of you coming up with on the you know what I mean the idea of like oh there's always a group of fire do you know what I mean that had to come from somewhere it had to have like a, a, a line of thought going down you know but they're a conspiracy theorist that's their personality trait he even turned to the party and went there's five of you or something serious is about to happen like it's, yeah. everything sing fives everywhere like, it was just such a lovely like meta reference to what we do because obviously there's always five players because we've worked out it's the best number for us but it's just the level of like I've picked out these individual groups of five and and I've noticed these ones where there aren't groups of five but then there was less focus on that person because he wasn't part of a group of five (laughs) perfect conspiracy theory nutter on a board it was great but it's said to have the moment of going, oh no, you're part of it too. There are five <laughs> of you! <laughs> I'm definitely guilty as a DM of the kind of peek behind the veil moments. Mm, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, you I love, love meta jokes. You do love meta jokes. It, I mean, again, to go back to the, the, the home campaign. So I run it off of Roll20 where we can do kind of maps and things. That yeah. I, I enjoy a map. That's yeah. that's just me. It's not not the way that we necessarily do things for various reasons. But um, and, and and I can obviously also control the music and the sound effects. So when you find a secret door, oh. <laughs> yeah, of course, has to be. <laughs> um, I do. I yeah. Meta, meta, it's it's a fun. It's a game, isn't it? At the end of the day, it's, it's just such a like. I do. I am a big like. I like living in character, but I've. I think I made like for a home game that me and Chris play every now and then. I don't. Oh, Tom's part of this. I don't know if I should reveal this. I mean, sure, if you want to give away our lovely secrets. <laughs> it's just one character that I made knows they're in a game. Yeah. Which that's it. Which game uh, it was is this? Cragmore. Oh yeah, we're still happening. Quarter yeah, my boy is aware of the meta. <laughs> oh, quarter yeah. boy. <laughs> This is wonderful in-joke humour and I love it so much and I want the internet to share in calling Narguava Boy forever so we're going to do this now. <laughs> Nile's character turns up in the bar which is in the university and says, Chris, can I get a juice? And I go, yeah, this juice is behind the bar, mate. What do you want? And he goes, I don't know, tell me what they've got. And because I was feeling a bit impish that day, my response was, well, you know, there's mango, there's guava. And I pulled out some random juices and I said, oh, hey, give me a guava juice. Now, one of the things about Evie that I like most is that Evie will latch onto something and will ride it to the ground, burning in flames until it is dead, and will then keep going. Evie has not stopped calling Nars' character Guava Boy for drinking guava juice in that one episode for the rest of the campaign. Yep. At one point, Nile wasn't even there, and Evie said, oh, where's Guava Boy? Everyone started saying, maybe we should stop calling him Guava Boy. I don't think he likes it. Evie agreed in character, and then said, by the way, out of character, I'm not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> in, 
character, I got drunk and I was like, I think Grandpa Boy's actually really nice. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think he's kind of cute. And then I passed out. Oh, and everyone's yeah. just standing around going, oh, bless her. <laughs> but again, I think that's that's the beautiful thing of like, having not i wouldn't say the tables turn but you're like oh no oh no i've become an in-junk <laughs> <laughs> even when you're not there we're just like oh poor the group Marvel. chat alone yeah. <laughs> yeah. we just send gifts not a commonly gift fruit i'm just putting it out there it's a hard one <laughs> so if you want to send niall some guava yeah send niall some guavas do it do it yeah. Tweet I, some guavas. I i will say what i said on the group chat and in game I know the character and <laughs> are that obsessed with guava juice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's like when you're like you're twelve and you're like, I quite like frogs until the day you die you're getting frog gifts. Mate, you're called a frog boy I'm, for the rest of your life. I'm gonna frog quote boy. you one of my favourite lines from a Greg Davies stand-up special that's ever existed, which yes. is um yeah. there's a mate of mine uh, who's called what was it? Baghdad. Uh, Baghdad. Baghdad. He's called Baghdad. <laughs> Because at one point he had a bag. That's it. That's why he's called Baghdad. Yeah. It's because it's because he got a new bag. He got a and new they went, bag. Where, where did you get that? And he said, "My dad bought me it." So they called him Baghdad. And that <laughs> name has stuck into his fifties. Even his kids call him Baghdad. <laughs> oh. Right. I'm going to go to this. This is the thing, like, with us DMing, where you're like, okay, that's a reference to something else. And that, because there's so much fun of us all playing in together. And mm. just going, by the way, like, if you go to Waterdeep, you're like, all these characters are still here. Yeah. You could run into them. Well, or, thank God like, for the I was, wiki. I'd get lost yeah, otherwise. Like, mm. when I was doing it, where I was like, here you go. <laughs> Is the opera house again? And in the world, where everyone's like, the opera house is a bad place. Bad things happen when Heimlich plays. And I hey, yeah. that's a gorgeous. We've got so many like behind the scenes tales that we don't see ever. Which is like, this opera house was ruined by Heimlich and then was reinvigorated by the people and then ruined by Heimlich again. Hmm. There are NPCs who live there who we've described whose careers have had a ridiculously weird shift over the past couple of years. Hmm. Yeah which relates back to the conspiracy board where you're like, mm. something happened about two years ago. Whoever gives a five goes to the opera, it all goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, new question. New question. New questions. New question. Favourite NPC you played this year? Oot. Yeah. Oot. How do you Who's know? That? <laughs> um, Hoot, for those who haven't seen um, uh, the... the Viscous cycle, thank you. Um, Hoot was a, a dentomancer, Owlin. Um, basically, just a wizard who cast catapults on people on a, a bit of a bell tied to people's teeth in order to extract them. Um, that was that was my character concept, and then just somehow <laughs> ending sentences with ooze. <laughs> It was when you. It was when you like you completely fluffed it and did it anyway. Like, I mean, you should go to the church. <laughs> Quietly, like, put it back in again just to make sure that they got it. Oh, and now there's a whole clan of hoots. There's um, because you put some hoots in um, Feltide Rising as well, and there's some in um, what's it, Silverpole, the city where you did your one shot. Yes, they're yeah. running a sweet shop, which I think is a great conspiracy between the sweet makers and the dentists. Yeah, on opposite yeah. continents. <laughs> oh, it's the conspiracy that Halloween was really created by dentists because they oh, want yeah. you to eat candy. Would you like to see my conspiracy board? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, don't be tossed in, Hoot. Just, again, as the player who got introduced to that, I was like, where's this going? I'm just having to sit in a chair. I was like, ooh, you've got got lovely teeth. Thanks, I'm dead. (laughs) It's got something Kenneth Williams about it, doesn't it? It's, oh, you're you're doing very well. (laughs) But, again, if you think of the the insanity that is player characters that you're doing your job and then someone's like cool which god do you worship <laughs> you're like this has got anything to do with your teeth no but go confess to your god Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pcs are a menace there's a good reason there's a board yeah. full, full of them <laughs> pcs are a menace that's mm. the t-shirt all right good yeah. what else favorite npc of the year i can i know what i go on then no, no, Tom, no, 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 Tom, you had it. I was going to say, uh, for Crash and Burn, I, I'm trying to remember what name I gave them, but the kobold, who's like the, the keeper of the... He just, oh. said that, just sort of came in and he was like... They were like, oh, I'm working very hard. Like <laughs> you know, sort just, of harried Time Lord accountant who has no yeah. idea what's going on really, no. but is now pseudo in charge, everyone else is dead. Yes, because everyone else has disappeared <laughs> or died. And also the assistant who's just like... That's the thing, the assistant came over and was like, sorry, are you, are you gate crashes? And they're like, no. Terribly sorry. I was like, the plot will walk out. <laughs> I keep in my games going, I'm fine with this. I will let the plot leave. <laughs> because this is like, again, like I did in Crash and Burn, where I was like, I will kill these characters. It mm. doesn't concern me. It's happening off stage. Mm. I will do it because I'm vindictive and kind of mean. I was like, yeah, the Prince of the Centaurs is dead. Deal with that. <laughs> um, no, I just... It wasn't the like, Prince, it was the cousin. The cousin, the cousin, cousin died the in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We didn't care about the cousin. No, the cousin, the cousin was a jerk and died a jerk Steph to a blood witch, which then I just let David beat up because David got so sad and angry. That that might be a highlight. It was like, yeah, the battle's over, and David's like, no, I think he spent he spent five rounds prepping. He spent five yeah. rounds casting mirror image and blink and all the spells that you can stand top of each other. And just they're going, it's going to be great. I can't wait. They're all gone. No, he just completely lost his mind. We had to cut because we're like, David is just... Too angry. He had to leave the court. He was too angry. (laughs) And M shut it down. It was M shut it down. And then they went, I'm I'm leaving. That's it. I'm done. But again, like for me, playing playing the owlin and also like the baby owlin, <laughs> with the, the wee the wee baby snow cheeks, just like oh, you woke the wee baby snow cheeks. <laughs> the babies are awake and being kidnapped. You know, uh, like you said, where you just start playing and you're like, oh wow, they've they've glommed onto this. Like Evie with the uh, with pig folk children, <laughs> where they're just like very cool, excited about pig children. I'm running this stall now, mm. and I'm like. Cool, you're their grandmother. They love you. <laughs> they will follow you to the ends of the earth. Well, they've got experience of a grandmother figure who um, treated them well and then abandoned them, so it makes sense they'd put that on another one. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Cycle of abuse. Anyway, uh, I really like um, Nezaril for obvious reasons, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally I literally built an entire campaign around a DM rule, which is don't have an, M- don't have a, an NPC insert into the party, specifically to fuck them all over. And the gorgeous thing is, everything Nezril wanted went entirely the way they wanted it to go until mm. the very end where they failed a roll. And, and that was it, yeah. That was it. And mm. they got what they wanted because players are kind, mm. which is just amazing to me as a story point. It, everything about that whole arc, being able to have a character in the room who could step back out of scenes and avoid getting involved, but also just be there in the corner going, 
Here's how we can fuck each other over, just constantly sniping all of them to make the inter-party conflict worse, which we all talked about in advance, but we want to have, like, a party that does not get on. Yeah. That was... Oh, we succeeded. Oh, completely, yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I've not been candid about it to the players, but um, I specifically had a DM insert in that to further the narrative, but also to widen rifts. Nezril spent a lot of time very carefully and very calculatingly widening rifts. And also sort of covering, like, going, oh, I'm interested in the elven magic. Oh, I'm interested in actually being, you know, just different things and having those little conversations, which, again, is great, where it's like, am I tricking you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're making your own decisions here. <laughs> you know? And also having a, a walking plot machine, which was kind of needed in that campaign because there was so much plot to explain, especially in 12 weeks, to be able to go, here's why we're going here and doing this, here's why it's over there. I was worried at a certain point that I'd put too much complexity in it, so having a party NPC who was there to explain if necessary was quite useful. Yeah. And they were just awful. It was amazing. Let's see if chat because that was that was such a big thing with the campaign where people were choosing sides and then going, mm. I think Anton has never done anything wrong in his life. And you're like, mm. good, <laughs> good for you. Really? Were people yeah, saying so, that? It was like a couple we're of people were like, oh, as I other. really love Anton. We're all as bad as each other, that whole party no, of I'm, people. I'm just fascinated. That, to... that was desperately trying to keep it all together. Over there going, stop fighting, friends, guys. friends, guys. I'm just fascinated to hear that chat genuinely thought that Anton was in the right. Because I, yeah. I, I made some decisions that I was like, this is, this is really bad, <laughs> but also makes complete sense mm-hmm. like it that was the thing i think it was a good fun game because it was it for me anton was very logical he did things logically mm. and he did it for the right reasons he was genuine his intentions were pure but he <laughs> <laughs> oh selling out selling out <laughs> all the questionable choices i love that i think that was, the, one. Into that your was own- the big one Shaving elvish symbols into your hairline somehow isn't entering the list of the most questionable things that character did. Nah, reminding himself of where he was, you know. Uh, I was trying to think. I, an arrogant prick. And now you're Johnny Mnemonic. Like, yeah, you're Johnny Mnemonic, number one. Number yeah. two, you're someone who is not from a culture, appropriate to that culture, and going, it's mine now. Like, that is literally what your character did, and we all went, fuck you. Like, that was genuinely the reaction. So, so you admit that elvish people write elvish in their hair? No, you're appropriating, <laughs> appropriating their language by putting it on you. It's like a Chinese tattoo when you're not Chinese. Like, if that says kicking chicken kung pao, you deserve it. That's the point. I'm yeah. trying to think, like, what, what games did I DM this year? Oh, no. Uh, second part of, yeah. yeah. Wastelands. Mm. And that was it, really. Um, I've been busy, boy. Yeah, you did a lot of stuff this year. I don't think I've DM'd anything else. Oh no! Because you had a long break till the summer, and then we did wreckage, and you weren't DMing that you were in it. Yeah, and that yeah. was twelve uh, weeks, and that was a long one. Yeah. I, um, I suppose, I suppose. About this, Chris, but I don't think Sean or Tom and me have talked about this. But Michael, another DM on a, on a yeah. year this year, me and him are very good friends, and he was running Curse of Strahd where we work, and we spoke about me coming to play and what we did was uh, we played the ultimate trick that I was Strahd the whole time with the party so I wasn't really playing a 
yeah, the I was whole a... thing is so fucking sus. Like, but as we... a player in that game, mm-hmm. I would yeah. probably leave the game IRL because that's some bullshit. Well, we we did it really well. If that makes you feel any better, and probably we've not. we've also also defend yourself. Well, me and Michael spoke about, all right, if we're going to do this, how are we going to do this? And Michael was like, right, well, I'd really like you to actually come and do the final battle as well as Strahd. Um, they got to kick your ass. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those things right, that it's kind of like the idea is if we're going to betray, you know, if, <laughs> if we're going to betray the whole party, um, let's let's kind of like, let's do it properly. You play Strahd and I'll I'll do things. We talk, we've talked mechanics about, you know, at the very end. And essentially I played it as I was playing as a Eldritch uh, an arcane is it an Eldritch Knight. What is it? Eldritch Knight, thank you. Fighter called Vasili, who was just a Barovian. And I I came in, the first thing I did was help was well, I was a noble. Sure. I was a Barovian noble. And I'd I'd helped one of the party members in a fight against some wolves, and I said to them, look, I've had a bet with someone that I can kill these wolves. Do you mind not telling anyone that you helped me kill them? And, you know, I'll take you to wherever you need to go. So I really seeded myself in there. The whole time, one player character just didn't like me. (laughs) They just said from the start, Vasily's sleazy. (laughs) And they they were a bit touch and go with me with Irina and stuff like that. And... Michael DM'd it as like, oh no, Irina and Vasily are getting on like a house on fire kind of thing. We played this game for ages and I come up with this idea that if I'm playing a vampire, then that should be the reveal. So partway through this game, they found out Vasily was a vampire and Vasily turned around to them all and went, I know, I didn't want to say because I thought you'd judge me. I thought you'd figure it out and then I thought that we wouldn't be able to get along anymore. That completely threw everyone off the scent for a long time. Yeah, of course it did. You, there's a small reveal to hide the big reveal. Until we went to the Amber Temple. Yeah! And one of them got true sight and saw me astride. We played three sessions with them holding on to that. And I have to say, the most fun I've had playing an NPC was them turning to me and going, no, can you just fuck off? <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, okay. You are not an NPC. You're an up player. Exactly. They didn't know I was an NPC, and it was just so much fun because I walked off. They turned to somebody else, and I was scrying the whole time. They turned to somebody else and went, that's Strahd. They <laughs> <laughs> just say, a Strahd that is. Hold on. <laughs> and then I, I was there just listening, and I came out laughing, and I got to do... I got to do the big bad reveal and I got to do the monologue and they were hidden away in the little tiny hut and I said because they had a a sun sword and an amulet of raven kind which are very important because Strahd and I just went give me those and I'll and I'll maybe let Irina live kind of thing I was I was I would honestly I went ham hard (laughs) on being the biggest Mike said to me all I want from Strahd is to be the biggest dick in the yeah. world yeah. and and I went in I said look you ruin everything um, and, and and frankly I'm, I'm bored now so give me the things that I want 
Oh, well, they found you out and you're bored now. Fuck you. (laughs) And then they went, no, you you fuck off. We're going to stay here because we've had three days without a long rest or something. And I went, no, dispel magic, fireball, and proceeded to absolutely just grind them down to the point they had to run. I got the amulet, I got the sun sword, I let them run away. And at the end of that session, it was two sessions of combat, that I DM'd, because that was also part of the reveal. Michael when Michael just sort of looked at me as as one of the players, Claire said that Strad. And Mike looked at me and I just started narrating. And I picked up all my stuff from my player's chair, walked over to the DM chair, put all my dice down, and went, You see Strad walk out of the bushes. Oh. And honestly, my friend my friend Claire, who was the one that mm. said it, who knew the whole time, she said to me, she had to keep that secret for like like a, a good few months and she couldn't uh, she eventually told her husband um, <laughs> <laughs> she just couldn't hold it in any longer um, but she said she said honestly Niall I, I hate Strahd when Mike plays it but I really fucking hated it <laughs> when you did it because it actually got to the point where I started to hate you at the table like I, I, I couldn't see past it anymore and I fucking hated you then and she said, she said that um, it 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 was weird because even from the beginning, she knew something was up with me, with Vasily. And she said, I don't know if that's because that's how you were playing it, or if that's or if that's just me knowing you so well. But it was this it was this really fun moment of of a real like because I'm playing this character with the background knowledge of that I'm the big bad. She weirdly picked up on that. And I have to say, just one of my favorite moments as an NPC, which they didn't know about. Yeah. They didn't know that I was that I was coming in as a secret DM. And it was really fun. It was a really fun game. It's such a risky move at a table. Like I appreciate that it worked. It's yeah, it's a very we knew we knew everyone really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've got to be in a situation where that kind of thing will work. Like I've been in games where there's been like, oh big reveal, this the whole table just basically flips it and goes well, fuck this, then what was the point? Yeah, when one of the players is, like, purposefully trying to kill everyone else or something yeah. like that, it can go very well. You know, like, you know, it gets to the end of a, of a long campaign and you go, oh, I'm actually a worshipper of... I've been murdering And I've yeah. been murdering all of you slowly. You've all been poisoned. Like, yeah. the kind of thing where you go... Okay, like... Why did you choose this? <laughs> what do we all get here what's the benefit what have we all gained whereas the way you're describing it that was a moment that worked in terms of transitioning the game into it worked for Strahd as well Curse of Strahd is a game and the way that this particular game is being played is very much like it's dangerous and it's scary and everything's shit like I said they hadn't long rested for three days that wasn't because they couldn't sleep well, it's, it wasn't because they couldn't take a long rest. It was because they couldn't take a long rest. Like, there was too much shit going on. Every time they went to sit somewhere, something came after them. It was like, they, they literally had no time to rest. It was great. Because tonally, that kind of fuck you reveal works in a game like Curse of Strahd because it is a game yeah. which is notoriously about the DM going to the players. Everything's out to kill you. Like, 
there's there's whole dungeon sets in the Curse of Strahd where you go in and go, oh, the last noble knight lives here. Maybe you can. Nope, Lich hates you. Like every single time, you go, oh, fuck's sake. There's no one here to help. No one's going to assist you. You have to. Oh, there's an angel. Abu lives on a hill. Nope, Doctor Moreau, asshole. Like it's just every single time. <laughs> Bloody Abbot. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, they're all villains that you yeah. love to hate because you had such high hopes for them, and they're all terrible. So I, 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 potentially that's why it works. The, the best part about it really and truly is, is that because I because I love playing with them, I've come back as a player character now and I've promised them that I'm just a player character. None of them believe me. <laughs> none of them. None of them fucking believe me at all. That's <laughs> it. We only to, we only to run. Someone's going to have to die. No. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say Vecna? You're like, no. No, I promise not a trick. Or should I say Vecna? But to be oh, fair, that... <laughs> there's there's three players in that group that also play with me as a DM and I DM and they met a young Vecna and they decided that Vecna's real name is Wechner. <laughs> Wechner Vecna. <laughs> can you see can you see why I'm like this? Oh, I, I, I actually gave Vecner a name, but they ch- they were like, no, 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 it's what Wechner. It? Aaron? Aaron Vecner? It, it was Hello, nine I'm, 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 What? Nine Nim. Nine Nim Vecna. Nine Nim Nine Vecna. Nim. Yeah. The mouthful. It, but that's, it felt like their their name. It felt like Nine Nim. And you know what I mean? It, nope. it Wechner, felt like. You put it wrong. Wechner, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, after Wegner, you're like, you know. Fucking I hate Wechner. that group. I hate that group. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, quick, like, when when I was doing Curse of Strahd, we had a moment where the DM was like, "Oh, my mate wants to come and watch," and then it was like, "Oh, surprise DM killed one of the players who then didn't get to be in the final battle," mm-hmm. and we were just like, "Wow, this guy has just come in who we don't know and have no connection." He's like, "Yeah, but I wanted to be intense." We're like, "We don't know you." <laughs> Congratulations, you were intense. Now you leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you made you made a house step on our warlock. Great. And then we revived him at the end, and he was like, did I miss anything? You were like, yeah, Strahd's dead, dead. He was like, that shouldn't happen. I was like, we know, you should have been there. And he was like, yeah, probably should have been. You're like... Oh. All right, I'm going to find a final question that's hopefully got a quick answer. Absolutely not. No, yeah. 10 more minutes. Three we minutes. don't do quick answers uh, here. That's true. Um, right. Are there any common themes or motifs you find you keep bringing into your games, intentional or no? I seem to remember that I was excluded from answering this one. Yeah, but it says here that all of your campaigns are part of the same story and naturally have links. So were all of ours. All of our shows are part of the same story and naturally have links, although not like the same wider narrative, surely. Like, I I judge that question. I judge it. Does it, does it mean like... So it doesn't mean what what Sean said, uh, the idea of like every campaign is links. Are there common it means like are there common motifs? intentional or no what do you always do even though you can't resist doing it like why does ed always play orphans ed's not an orphan ed's parents are great ed's got a better relationship with his parents than any of us i mean sorry i don't know about most of you i do know about mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my eyes i love the fact that every time i laugh it's like <laughs> i'm going to the ninth realm <laughs> 
but that's like a player character thing. Like you, you often you, people gravitate around player character tropes and ideas that they like to play, mm. obviously. But mm. as DMs, do we have stories, motifs, ideas, things that we always come back to? I love. I, I think I've spoken to. I think I've spoken to Chris about this mm. on a different on a talks together. Mm. Um, but I, I spoke about that. I really like. I really like uh, discovery as my motif. I like the idea that when players are doing something, they're they're not just, you know, uh, into into the wastelands is perfect for this. They literally found a lost civilization and and freed something that nobody really knew about. Freed a whole city that nobody really knew about in Faerun. And for me, I. I love my like mythology and I love my history in terms of what you know how it links to mythology and how cultures are, are related to their legends and myth and their like origin stories and how that actually affects them later on down the line and I love the mystery behind them I love the fact that we don't actually know really who made the pyramids I I that for me we do just, that's enough. Yeah, I'm like aliens, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Hang there's on, hang on, there's hang on. loads of different around stuff around this topic area. Egyptians did it by building it. Slaves did it for Egyptians. Anyone who says aliens and so on is getting rid of a narrative because it makes more sense for them culturally. Let's not do that. No. Well, what I mean is, is there's lots of different speculation on these great, you know, sure. these monoliths that live around the entire world. Do you know what I mean? And there's there's lots of different there's lots of different mysteries in the world that we don't actually know the answers to and that for me is a big inspiration i love i love taking something where i'm like oh that's that's really weird and strange let's make up a real reason for it being there and i like the players to discover that and i love i love all the tropes that come with it you know megalomaniacs that are out there for immortality uh, which are your bad guys usually um, your heroes that are just trying to get along, people who are just really trying to avoid it altogether, <laughs> and then the people that are affected by it. I yeah. I love the probably I, I do have some I do have some things in the pipeline in terms of like story wise of like um, the the count the count of Catalan and stuff yeah. like that. We've not really delved into that, and I have more stuff for that. And it's one of those things where like it is about discovery for me. It's discovery all the time. Yeah, uh, a very similar sort of like. Uh, for a lot of it is, I come across one thing and I'll be like, "Oh, that would be really fun!" Like going, "Ah, oh, the Yule Cat and the Yule Lads. That's chaos. Let's put that in." Or like looking into the Beastlands and they're like, "Yeah, the World Trees here," which is weird because yeah. there's no Norse pantheon. And I was like, "There is though. <laughs> mm. <laughs> We've categorically stated that there is the Norse pantheon." So just weaving that stuff in, <laughs> just. Um, yeah, and also just again recurring thing of just having NPC enemies who just suddenly are like, no, 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 my plans, and the NPCs are like, I'm like, I'm like, fine. She gets eaten by her own cat. Are you happy? Happy Christmas. You do do a lot, a very good line in exasperation. It must be said. Yeah, <laughs> which, again, is, which is fun if you're thinking about like I don't really like PC versus uh, DM, but it's quite fun to go. Oh, you have literally foiled my plan. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like I play that a lot. I yeah. play the exasperated DM just for fun. Yeah, because I'm not exasperated. Yeah, I'm I like, play oh, to no. it sometimes for the. Um, to essence, it's not comic. It's not the comic effect of it, but playing up to it for the um, giving the players the sense that they've won one over. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. 
one of my own personal favourite moments I had with Niall, with, uh, where I was like, we just put Odin in the ring, and, and Niall takes off the glasses, rubs, and just goes... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was two that was two and a half years ago, Tom. No, but I still it's still I'm I'm sorry, I didn't take the glasses off then, but I needed the rub. I needed <laughs> As soon as I mentioned it and watched it come back, it floats into your glasses, yeah. Um, that's an escape from Carceri reference. That's twenty yeah. that's twenty twenty. That's twenty twenty, <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. No, just again, it's it's the delight of watching your players going oh you've actually listened to what I've said and you have found because personally combat doesn't excite me very much I like the RP sort of stuff or that sort of thing of like going can we just talk our way out of this and you're like yeah give it a go if you've got, <laughs> if you've got a good enough reason and you're like hey we're going to help this and you're like mm. alright <laughs> I guess I won't throw you in a deep dark pit <laughs> are we best friends <laughs> I suppose we are <laughs> yeah uh, fun times Mm. Sean, I think I've got mine. Have you got yours? I've got mine, yeah. Um, I think, and without going into, like, my personal reasons for why this might be something I'm dealing with, I think a lot of my campaigns deal with, like, loss or absence. Mm -hmm. So, like, Lonely House of Neverwinter, you had um, the big bad in that was... um, in my mind, um, like the best villains are the ones that you can kind of see how they got to that point. Yeah. So Antony, yeah. um, his husband, um, saw his own destiny and could see that he was destined to kill his husband. So he went to another realm. Antony didn't to like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and Antony, yeah, through yeah. trying to get his husband back, was then killed by his husband. Um, so there was that kind of he lost someone and then you know what he, what he did through the grief to try and get him back um, in Viscous Cycle um, the kind of um, the, the Abel who'd kind of come into being um, but you know they, they were experiencing the absence of knowing kind of who they were and, and trying to build build themselves up um, Fell Tide um, you had the Butcher mm-hmm. um, Giran who um, had this kind of compulsion that he was fueling by being a butcher. He has to kill a kill a beast of the land, mm. and then um, suddenly his um, uh, breeding sow becomes a living humanoid pig folk. Um, he can't kill things anymore, so he's experiencing that kind of absence again, I guess. Mm. Um, and then I'm just thinking. How, how can I wedge... Um, I can't even remember all the names of my campaigns now. Seeds of Defiance. That's the absence of um, the mother saw, figure. We never saw the last episode. We, we haven't got to the last episode, no. but we know that um, uh, the instigation for it was Hera looking for her memories and trying to find answers in the Grave Mother. Yeah. yeah. That's why you do good horror, I suppose. <laughs> horror is based on that. It's all about finding something very human and then really playing with it. And it's a wonder. And I think you're right. Best villains are the ones where you understand them. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Monsters are monsters because they they do stuff you don't understand. But villains are things that you do. You do and you don't want to. <laughs> That's why the joke is so popular. Mm. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry, we were not meant to agree with that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my villains are all obsessed with death. <laughs> Literally, all of them, every single one, either being immortal, finding a way to cheat death, finding a way to become death, finding a way to... Whatever they can do to basically turn the tide on the process of life and death and how it functions, every single time. Every single time, they, I go, I've made something new and original, it's the same damn thing, all over again. I know I've done it, I can see it happening already. Fine, I'll lead into it, because it's a, it's, a, it's a struggle that a lot of people will have an emotional resonance with. They want to die peacefully, they want to not be reborn. Nezaril's whole arc, whole villain arc, is I just want to die. I just want to cease existing, and then it turns out I've been doing this whole thing over and over again. I didn't even know that. He didn't get to find, sorry, they didn't get to find out that they've been living through a pantomime of the same process they've been going through for thousands of years, much like Lorraine, much like Anton, much like that whole process there as well, to try and convince a god that maybe they should be allowed into heaven. Like, that has yeah. that has literally every single tick box of things I like to do with villains all over it, and even the Caius stuff at the moment with them um, drowning and with um, reaping. Two whole adventures based around the idea that um, death is alive, death is fecund, death is breeding its way through. Oh, it's playing on horror tropes, obviously, but this idea that an undead creature turning around and saying you could live life eternal, why die? Why die in the way that you see fitting or correct? I'm obsessed with all of those things, clearly, and they're doesn't really tie into my real life in any way, shape, or form, so it's odd, but... Hey... <laughs> it's just metal. It's just metal. I think it's just one of those things that I will always find interesting in a villain, the idea of lichdom, the idea of how do I cheat death, how do I become death, how do I, like, that I can have control over everything in my life apart from this one thing. <laughs> we, um... Like, yeah, sorry. Um, we, we did a, um... So I started doing I started doing like a little podcast thing with a friend of mine, and um, we did an episode on creating villains for D anD D, and um, we actually created something that that I feel like it it, ter it terrified me. I was like I was like this is um, this is really cool, and it was one of those it was one of those nice things where you didn't go to the thing that you didn't go to what you liked. We just picked we picked a random monster, one that we fancied at the time, and it ended up being a mind flayer. And we we reasoned out and logic how does a mind flayer work? And the logic we came back with was they're from a they're from a far realm that doesn't work the way that ours works. They don't understand they're doing anything wrong. They are just here to grow. That's what they do. So they've come and they're here for you and all your brains and all your people, but, but they're not doing it out of malice. They're not doing it out of anything. It's just to grow. And it oh, oh, terrifies me. Do you want the lore answer to why Mind Flayers do what they do? Because it's also fucking amazing. Oh, go on then. There is. It's deep lore, but it's there. Mind Flayers are fucking time travelers. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, this Mind Flayer Fla yeah. civilization is how everything ends. Mindflare civilization is how the world ends. They see the world ending coming, and some of them go back in time to try and create that earlier so they can have enough power to defeat the thing before the world ends when it ends, because it will. There's no question in their mind that it will. What they are doing is they're apocalypse prepping. Hmm. Mindflayers turn up 
and proliferate as much as they can and get as much knowledge as they can. Why? Because they know that the apocalypse is coming and all they're trying to do is make sure they're ahead of the curve. That's grand. Isn't that That's insane? That's so it, cool. And yeah. because of Aboleths because of and because of Elder Evils, Aboleths are ancient. Aboleths are older, the, 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 one of the first living creatures that was ever created. Aboleths are scared of Mind Flayers because they don't understand them. Why? Because Aboleths have seen every creature grow from nothing into something. They've seen humans when they were tadpoles. They've, they've seen that whole species process. They, mind Flayers just turned up. So Aboleths go, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? This is mental. Where did you come from? And as a as a species, they cannot compute mind flayers because yeah. mind flayers appeared out of nowhere as time travelers. That's very cool. I've There's heard, I have so heard much deep lore about yeah. this stuff. It's so great. The Elder Evil books that have existed in third edition and they've used some ideas from moving forward. I'm not sure how much of it's canon anymore. But I love oh, it. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. idea that who had that crazy fucking idea? <laughs> Every single mindflow you meet is either a time traveler or the child of a time traveler. Does that if follow on to the Gith Yankee as well? Because the Gith Yankee yeah. were slaves and they've come back in time to stop it. No, they didn't go back in time. No, that's current. Gith Yankee oh, and Githeri were made originally slaves by mindflayers. Um, enslaved by Mind Flayers, excuse me, and were then uh, broke free of that and are trying to stop Mind Flayers from building up this big society. So from Mind Flayers' perspectives, Githyanki and Githzerai have are ruining their plans to stop the apocalypse because they're getting in the way because, oh, I didn't like having the brains eaten. And from the same perspective, Gith, all Gith, Githyanki, Githzerai, the entire, the entire species, are a form of elf that got annihilated by Mind Flayers, and they're all that's left. Yeah. Like, they are Very survivors cool. of a species that was almost completely wiped out. So there's a lot of stuff in that lore as well about how they integrate some Mind Flayers. Oh, it's just lovely. Mm. I'm just thinking for every campaign, you're like, well, cool, you saved the world from this. Mind Flayers are going to get us in the end, though. Yeah, so just, yeah that's, that's, that's already inevitable. happened. Yeah. It depends how you see time... If you see time travel as fatalistic or if you see time travel as opportunistic, frankly. Mm. It could be that the, the universe, they, the, the time travel period they came from, actually is now as may as well be an entirely different universe to ours because so many things have changed for them and going back in time and it's irrelevant now. Well, it's ended. Yeah. Or... No, 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 because time's not, not, time's not linear. <laughs> <laughs> or is them going back in time to make more mind flayers what brings on the apocalypse because actually the apocalypse is caused by there being too many mind flayers? I think they're too smart for that to have been the fatalist approach. However, it could be that they're blinkered enough by the idea that this was the only way to save themselves that it doesn't matter. In which case, it's even sadder. In which case, mind flayers are fully aware that this mission is forlorn and pointless, and yet they do it anyway because it's the only way they might survive. If we can start it two weeks earlier, <laughs> maybe this is the time we get it right. It's, yeah. it's, it's the best way they can get a high score. Yes. It's like uh, the Terminator franchise. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep going back that went out the window ten years ago and they just fucking ruined it. I mean, no. No, it's right. The mind it's players are just like going, the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah. We, we did it in a million years. Uh, I reckon we can do it in a half. <laughs> I love I love the idea that there's a Let's mind player out there. <laughs> there's, there's a mind player out there like, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> well, I mean... A, a, a thought to ponder, my friends. Thought to ponder, as we will inevitably have to wrap up relatively soon. Mind flare outfits are placed on a blade. Uh, blazed? Blazed. Mind Blazing. flare, flare outfits. The um, the shoulder pads. Everything are based on the outfits of time lords from Doctor Who. Of course. Mm -hmm. yeah. Of course. Ergo, 
Mind flare the time lords, y'all. And with that, I drop my mic and walk out of the call. I'm still thinking about <laughs> gate crashes. I'm like, my dudes, destroy the keys. <laughs> Just, oh. That's an entire invention entirely of our own. There's no law on gate crashes, really. So, or, Marty, we have to get back to the future. Just <laughs> <laughs> a mindful looking at a photograph of a mind flare fading away. <laughs> You're going to have to have sex with your mother. Bogus. Boom. That's it. That's me done. I know what my next campaign is that I am I am hitting this hard. Mind flayers saving the universe. Every NPC is a mind player. It's and they're like they're gonna be like they'll be like, you're gonna help us save the universe, you're gonna have a nibble of your brain. I, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm just a nibble, just a nibble. You're not using it. Just you may contain that small piece of knowledge that lets me save my entire civilization. I just like the idea that it's, it's a mind player that's decided that working with everyone will probably work better, but they still get hungry. You know, they're no. like, just a little nibble, just a nibble. <laughs> you know, in the end, we have to sadly say that you probably won't be seeing that because mind flares are still one of the copywritten things that Watsy holds very close to. Oh, so. you son of a poop. Sorry, but mate. Squ but squid faces are off-brand, <laughs> <laughs> Dad, I mean, that. the line was very carefully placed on that one. Very brain carefully. suckers, brain That's suckers. Cool. Yeah, based on jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, mm. that's a real DM thing. Mm. Yeah, the DM thing. Let, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Anything anyone would like to say? Um. Thanks, now It's very, very helpful. Se seconded. Uh, yeah. Yeah, excited to see what new stuff comes out next year. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. We should, yeah. we should do, some, we should do some sneaky, sneaky, sneaky <sighs> drops, sneaky drops, sneaky drops, sneaky drops. The sneaky drops time, internet. Mm. Mm. Sean, I'm going to mm -hmm. start with you. Have you got a sneaky drop for us? Be afraid. Oh, <laughs> afraid. In the game or just in life? Can that sneaky drop have a date stamp attached to it? <laughs> March. Be afraid of March. Um, I I have a couple of things coming up. I have a one-shot and um, a four-parter that will be leading... Uh, rounding out a trilogy, shall we say. That's, nice. That's, that's enough. Very nice. Lovely stuff. Uh, you two aren't proper booked in yet, are you? you know, I've no. got an idea, though. I know what I'm no, doing. We've got stuff in the conversation, but we haven't locked those in. We've only got the first quarter locked in, guys. Come on now. Let's, let's not... Well, yeah, I've not I've not pitched it properly. I just said I had a one-shot. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a I have a one-shot. Don't pitch if... something that's not scheduled, mate. There's no, no point. No, 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 no. I just have a one-shot that, that's gonna gonna hopefully lead into something else if I... If I... I'm, I'm, I'm practicing it. All you are doing now is putting pressure on the people who schedule things. That's all you're doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. This could be next year. I mean, the year after. It's just one of those Fair. things. Yeah, fine. Okay. Um, Tom, we're, we're working stuff out, but we'll get there. And um, what about yourself? Well, well now, well now. You've already reality. hinted stuff at me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, Tom will be playing. Alongside others, it's not just Tom. It's just me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just Tom and Chris. Tom. Oops, all Toms. It's, it's, it's five all Zoom calls of Tom. It's five separate Zoom calls of Tom. It's all, all, all different All from hats. different angles. <laughs> all, like, all like this. Just leans between different camera shots. <laughs> Two of them kiss, but you bet you can't guess which ones. 
sorry. Uh, yes, there is a new show coming, uh, running on Tuesdays for the foreseeable future. This is a long-running campaign. We're going to be starting our first long-running campaign, and that will be on Tuesdays from the new year onwards. Probably, I don't know, I've got a bit of a timestamp on it, for as long as we feel like running it. We're going to try and run something for longer than 12 weeks and see how we do, frankly. That's that's the name of the game. Yes, Very the exciting. Comes in it, alongside some other wonderful players who you will probably all recognise. And, uh, yes, I will also reveal this small tidbit. It's a brave new world. Not on Faerun anymore in this one. So, whole new That was a good hint. That was a good hint. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway. I've read the document. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm. I know I'm quite, you know, mysterious in my comings and goings, but I'm always there. I'm, We're giving you know, us so much about how the behind the scenes works. I've read the document. Oh yeah, scheduler. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> outro. Thank you everyone for watching us ramble about DMing. Um, there will be more rambling about DMing next Friday when the other DMs on the channel. I don't think it's everybody. I think scheduling did not permit, but I think there'll be quite a few other DMs talking next week. Probably being a bit more on on point and looking at the questions and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anne's likely to have the question list, so I think they'll get through the list. Yeah, and probably. Speed run again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is what M does. Um, Efficient. Very. Yes. Uh, but yes, we we that will be next Friday. Um, there will be uh, shows on Monday and Tuesday in between, which will be Christmas one shots. I'm not sure which ones it will be. Um, hang on. No. I oh can't yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! Christmas! I'm very excited. I'm very excited about Christmas. Yeah, me too. Um, if, if I'm right, we would have just had Ali's and I think Rebecca's is coming up next. If I'm right, uh, is, but, but, no, are we out of the five weeks? Uh, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yes, there's, there's, there's yes, one, we there's would one be. Christmas we one would shots, be. all variety, yeah. PvP arena battles. Um, Delicate bucolic Christmas tales, um, murder. Like these are there are other options are there for all of them, so you can check them all out on Mondays and Tuesdays at six pm GMT, and uh, the one on Friday is also uh, six pm GMT, but only runs an hour. We should have done this. Spread been about hour and fifteen. Yeah, long enough. Hour and twenty. Ah. Yeah, that's how we do. That's how we do. This is how we do. But yes, um, thank you very much. Thank you. You can watch all of our shows at or watch them on YouTube at youtube.com or watch them, listen to them as a podcast. You can watch them as a podcast, but it's quite, quite dull. Listening is better for podcasts, yes. Um, good. Watch it with your ears. Watch it with your ears. Just uh, watch the, the seconds go by. <laughs> <laughs> or like a window of media player was like, ooh, it's bubbling. Ooh, it's moving. Yeah, one of those, one of those audio visualizers where you're like, wee, yeah. shiny. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. You're all marvelous and amazing without you knowing this would happen, including, most importantly, the D20 Club. You are the best. You are wonderful. And uh, you let us ramble on the internet. And we can't thank you enough for that. Cool. Right. DM chat. Done. Stay classy at the table. No, I'm cutting on done. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>